Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. I am glad you're joining me on this episode. I'm grateful for you, grateful that we get to spend time together like this. And man, I wish I could meet each and every one of you and see your face and sit down and have coffee or tea with you and get to know your story a little bit. Uh, Unfortunately, that's just not possible, but I am grateful for you. I thank the Lord for you. I uh, pray for you and pray that that this podcast and our time together like this is helpful to you as you seek the Lord and you strive to follow Jesus. At the time that you are listening to this podcast, I uh, will be about two weeks into my post-surgery recovery from having my hip replaced. In fact, the day that this podcast is being released, uh, I'm supposed to have my uh, post-op appointment with my surgeon, and so if all is going smoothly, that's where we'll be at the time you're listening to this. And and so... uh, if you think of it, say a prayer that I will continue to recover well and that I'll get back to full speed, be able to travel and speak and do some other things that uh, I like to do as well. Um, I wanted to do something on this episode, just pretty fundamental, pretty basic, that, uh, and yet it's so needed that I, I, I just think it's worth doing again, particularly here at the beginning of a year once again. And so what I want to talk about are the two most important spiritual practices for your spiritual growth, for my spiritual growth. Um, there are a whole host of spiritual practices. You can read whole books on spiritual disciplines and various spiritual practices. They all have their place. Uh, they all have their purpose. They all need to be done wisely. But these two are front and center. The two we're going to talk about on this episode are the two most uh, central disciplines. They they fuel all the other disciplines. They infuse the other ones with wisdom, life, and power. And so I want to talk about the two most important disciplines. And then I want to talk about uh, kind of the keys for carrying out those disciplines in a way that's going to be most helpful to your own spiritual formation and your own discipleship to Jesus. All right. So here they are. The two most important spiritual practices are reading the Bible and praying. Now, I know it's like, oh, yeah, I've heard that before. I get that. And, and, and uh, maybe it's not the case for you, but I do know from my interaction with people and my life as a pastor that that is a struggle for a lot of people. So a lot of people have been told that they're the most important spiritual practices, They've been encouraged to participate in those practices, and yet they struggle to do it with any sort of regularity or consistency. Um, And yet, if we're going to walk with God and our life is going to be deeply formed in Jesus, those two practices, reading the Bible and praying, are the two most important spiritual practices that we need to make sure we do regularly and routinely. When I was doing youth ministry, I used to tell my youth kids that reading the Bible and praying are sort of like the heart and lungs of the spiritual life, that you have a lot of other systems within your body, but if the heart fails or the lungs fail, it's not going to go well for you. Uh, and so reading the Bible and praying is just that essential, that central. And yes, there's other things that are important that we do spiritually, but a deeply formed life is a life uh, of prayer and a life full of scripture. And so we need to make sure that we read our Bible regularly and we pray regularly. 
When I say read our Bible regularly and pray regularly, here's what I mean by that. Some people say you should do it every day, and I, I'm not opposed to doing it every day. I just think sometimes that's a bit unrealistic for us, that we need to be maybe a little bit more realistic, particularly when we're first starting out. And so what I mean by regularly is I mean more often than not. So out of a seven-day week, more often than not is four days. If we would read our Bible uh, and pray four out of seven days regularly, man, there's uh, it's not just anecdotal. There has actually been studies done that have shown the transformative power of reading your Bible more often than not. Like if you read your Bible or interact with your Bible, maybe by going to church and hearing a sermon out of your Bible one day a week, negligible life change. Two days a week, maybe a tiny bit. Three days a week, you actually begin to see an upward tick. But when you hit four days a week or more, the amount of transformation in a person's life goes off the charts. And so I just think there's wisdom in that principle more often than not. So that's my encouragement to you as you enter into and look at 2023 and you look at, man, I want to follow Jesus and I want to know him and I want to grow in him, then develop a a plan by which you are going to read your Bible and pray at, at least four days a week. Now, in order to do that well, there are three keys to consistency. And those three keys are time, place, and plan. So if you're going to read your Bible four days a week, you need a time, you need a place, and you need a plan. Uh, And those three things, if you just enunciate those three things and establish them, it'll help you be more consistent than not. So a time, what time of day are you going to do it? What works well for your life situation, your life schedule, right? Your family situation, figure it out. And there's not a right or wrong way to do that. Um, There just might be a wise way to do that for you. Now, I do think starting your day with scripture and prayer is generally speaking wise and good. We actually see this in the pattern of Jesus. He frequently got up early while it was still dark, went off to a a quiet place, and he was praying there. The the, uh, Gospels say that sort of thing multiple times. It's not the only time he prayed, uh, but it does seem to be a routine habit of his, and so it kind of sets a pattern for us that we who are disciples and want to imitate our master, well, that's a, a good example. But I recognize it doesn't work that way for everybody. So you need to look at your life situation and say, when am I going to read my Bible and pray? Enunciate it. For me, at this stage of life, it has been this way for a long time, 25 plus years. It's just the morning. Uh, that works well for me. Uh, I actually plan my going to bed based on my getting up time, and my getting up time includes reading my Bible and praying. So preparing for the day, including uh, eating, uh, showering, shaving, getting dressed, and reading the Bible and praying. That's all part of my morning getting ready for the day routine. And so I go to bed at a certain time at night so that I can get up early enough so that I can get all that done before the day's responsibilities have to start. And I've been doing it that way for a long time. And so um, maybe look at your life. When is it going to work best for you? Now, when I was in college, what worked best for me was the uh, last thing I did before I went to bed at night was 
I, I took some time and I read a chapter out of the Bible and then I prayed about some things that I read in that chapter and prayed about some other things. And so in, in those years, it was the first couple of years of my college life. It was the, actually in, in high school as well. So beginning in high school and into my college years, I did it right before bed. And maybe that will work for you. But you need a set time. When are you going to do it? When is it going to happen? And then you need a place. Um, where are you going to do this at? Where are you going to read your Bible and pray? Um, for a while, I used to get up super early and I would do it in my office. I had a, a special section, not at my desk because that felt like work. I would do it in my office at the college where I taught. Um, and so I had a chair in my office where I would uh, make a cup of tea and I would sit in that chair and I would read my Bible and I would pray. That was where I did it. And for a number of years, that was the case. Um, then it shifted to being at the house. And so currently every morning I get up and I make a cup of tea, not a coffee drinker, I'm a tea drinker, make a cup of tea. And um, there is a couch in the family room and I sit on that couch. My Bible is there. I also have a notepad and a pen and I'll, I'll explain in a second what that's for, but I have my Bible and notepad and pen and um, I sit there every morning and that's where I read my Bible and pray. That's my place. Where is it going to work for you? Um, and again, your life situation is different. My daughter, um, she's got two small kids and a third one on the way. And at the beginning of 2022, she was like, Dad, I got to figure out how to get back to reading my Bible and praying consistently. And I said, well, the keys are time, place, and plan. So she came up with one. And her time, place, and plan, uh, her time was in the morning. And it was at breakfast. And it was at the breakfast table. Wasn't maybe total quiet because she's got little kids, but what she decided was she would get her kids breakfast while they were eating breakfast. She would sit there at the breakfast table and she would read her Bible. I think that's a win-win because she gets to read her Bible and guess what the kids do? The kids get to see that, wow, reading the Bible and praying is important to my mom. So it's a win-win all the way around. So that was her, that was her time and her place. Breakfast time at the breakfast table. And it's worked for her. She read her Bible much more consistently in 2022 than she did for a long, long time. She finished the entire New Testament, did huge chunks of the Old Testament. Uh, and she's starting over in the New Testament here on Monday uh, of, of the new year. And so um, time and place are just really critical. So look at your life and figure out when are you going to do it and where are you going to do it? I've known people for whom it was like in their car early in the morning or in their car at lunch break at work. Figure out a time and a place and, and make that regular. And then uh, the third key to consistency is a plan. Time, place, plan. And what I mean by a plan is what is your reading plan? How are you going to do it? Uh, for some people, um, it's, it's they use reading plans, say, on something like the YouVersion Bible app, and they're going to read that uh, plan through that. For others, a Bible in a year reading plan works great for them. That's been my father-in-law for a long, long time. Um, never worked well for me. I would miss a day or two and then I'm like, I'm so far behind now. I've got to read like 10 chapters and I was all messed up and it never worked well for me. So, uh, But for some people that works great, right? We're all wired a little bit differently. So what's a good plan for you to consistently read and, and meditate on and pray through some scripture and interact with it? Um, and for me... The, the way I have done it since high school, it just has worked for me, is I just pick a Bible book and I just slowly read through that book and pray about what I'm reading. When I was in high school, I typically read a chapter a day. It was in the evening back then. 
and I would pray about something I read. Now it's typically sometimes a chapter, sometimes maybe it's half a chapter or a paragraph out of a chapter, and I slowly kind of meditate on and pray through and think about that chapter. Um, that's my plan. I also am working on more of a prayer plan because I haven't always been really great at being intentional with that. So I have a three by five uh, card bookmark kind of thing in my Bible. And it's broken into columns for five days, Monday through Friday. And I, I have just a few things that I want to focus on on each of those days. There might be other things I pray for, but I'm going to focus on specific things. You know, Mondays, I pray for missionaries, Missionary Monday. Now, Thursday, well, that's like uh, I have a couple specific people I pray for. And then I also focus on Thanksgiving on that day. Uh, and so I have just a few specific focuses on each day of the week. And, and that's helpful to me. I'm also working on... Uh, creating these little cards where there's people I want to pray for uh, on a routine basis. And I kind of have a specific focus for each of those people where I just kind of a sense the Lord leading me to pray for them in this particular way. And so I have those cards. And so sometimes I'll flip through those cards and I'll pray for them. So that's sort of my plan. So I read through a book uh, slowly and pray about what I'm reading as well as then pray for whatever the prayer focus is for that particular day. And that's helpful to me. So time, place, plan. Now, those are the keys. So reading your Bible and praying more often than not, having a time, place, and plan will help you do it consistently. Here's one other thing that isn't as critical as time, place, and plan, but I do think it can be really, really helpful. And that's some sort of relational support to help you be consistent. And I don't know what that is. I, I've got a buddy that I've, I've known for a while that travels a ton for business. And he had three or four other businessmen that he knew lived in different parts of the country, um, but they would all have a Bible reading plan they were doing together, and they would do it in the Version Bible app, and so they would kind of sync up on that, and they would message each other after they read about what struck them out of their reading or what questions they had out of their reading, and that relational support actually encouraged all of them to be more consistent in their reading. Um, so, Something like that is helpful. I don't think it's absolutely critical, but I do think it is helpful. And it's good to read it in kind of community with other people. And so uh, if you can have some sort of relational support, people in your life that uh, you can check in on and they can check in on you, or if you have questions and you can ask them, or in some way they can just encourage you and support you and you can encourage and support them. I just think that's good for everybody. Like, uh, discipleship is always highly relational. We are to encourage each other and spur one another on to love and good deeds. And this is just one way we can do that. And so time, place, and plan are critical. If you can have some sort of relational support in your Bible reading, think that's really helpful as well. Now, let me just add one more little element. And that's this. The way you do this and the why for doing it is really just as important as doing it consistently. Um, that it could become just a, a checkbox on you know, your to-do list and it sort of becomes then checklist religion. Well, I did my religious duty for the day, check, and I am good, right? Um, my relationship with God is good because I read my Bible and prayed. And I want to say that reading your Bible and praying is good, even if it becomes a little bit routine. The routine is important. Um, and so even if it becomes a little bit routine, it's important. But the, the way you should do it is not to pat yourself on the back or just check off a religious item on your religious to-do list. The way you should do it is to build your walk with God. And sometimes our relationships with people 
do become routine. I've been married for 33 years. Sometimes marriages become routine. Sometimes you do things because they're routine. And the routines are important and they're good. And they help cultivate and establish the relationship. But if you're just doing it because you have to do it to maintain the routine of the relationship, that's not good. If you're doing it, even if it is routine, you're doing it for the sake of the importance of the relationship and because you love this person, that is good. And so you want to read your Bible and pray as an expression of your love for God and as your desire to build your relationship with him. And sometimes it'll be... um, deep and meaningful and passionate. And sometimes it might just be uh, a little bit more like eating oatmeal and kind of bland, but it's important because it nourishes your soul and it keeps you connected to God. And that's why ultimately we need to do that. And so um, my encouragement to you as you uh, enter into 2023 is to be consistent in reading your Bible and praying to pray and read your Bible more often than not. Shoot for four days a week. Have a time, place, and plan. Maybe have some people to encourage you in that. And do it simply as a way of presenting yourself, your whole self, and uh, your body, soul, everything, your mind to God. And say, God, I want to know you. I want to walk with you. Jesus, I want to become like you. And so as I read your word and as I pray, would you form my heart and soul to love you and your things more than than this life itself? And so that's my encouragement to you this year is uh, to enter into reading your Bible regularly and read it that way. And so I've got actually got um, some tools on... Um, uh, my listener's commentary website that can help you in that. So if you find the Bible hard to understand or challenging and difficult, I've actually got a course called Bible Study Skills over there inside the Study Hub. I have a mini course on that really goes through some of the same material in more detail um, on time, place, and plan. It actually gives a pattern for how to pray through Scripture and a model for praying through Scripture in a little mini course on there. That's all inside the Study Hub on uh, the Listener's Commentary website. So if you if you want some tools and resources to help you study the Bible well and really uh, pray through Scripture more fully, then you might check that out. That's just at listenerscommentary.com. Up in the upper right, there's a spot that says Study Hub. Click sign up. It'll take you to a page that tells you more about the Study Hub. And you can sign up there. I've got a handful of online courses in there. I've got resources for actually studying through specific books of the Bible and all of that. So you can check that out over there if some of those resources might be helpful. All of that is aimed at helping you uh, engage with the Scripture wisely and well for the sake of following Jesus and building your walk with God. So I pray that that's helpful to you this year as you seek to uh, follow Jesus and walk with God. Hey, thanks a ton for tuning into this episode. Uh, Thanks for being a part of the Bible and Life family. If you are a supporter of the Bible and Life and this online ministry, thanks a ton for your support. And if you want to join the team of supporters, you can do so by uh, swinging over to either listenerscommentary.com or johnwicker.net, clicking the Give button, and setting up a uh, donation right there. Thanks a ton for your support. May God bless you as you walk with Him. I look forward to talking with you again next week. 